chapter one of jesus christ had negro blood in his veins by w l hunter this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one in these times when so much is being said and done against the hamitic race by the learned the unlearned by teachers professors and statesmen trying to impress upon the world the idea that the black man never was anybody and there never was anything of note connected with his history and going so far as to even deny the possibility of his ever being fit to associate with the rest of mankind no matter what his education religion or refinement might be and speaking of him as though he had always been dishonourable in the estimation of mankind and in the estimation of his god i thought it necessary therefore in these times when every man's hand seems to be against the negro trying to crush him and to sink him into oblivion to show that he has been honoured by the greatest men of earth and by his god the lord god not only honoured the black man by allowing him to bear the cross of jesus christ which he did when white men were leading him away to lynch or to murder him as they did the prophets who were before him and as they lynched all of the apostles excepting one god honoured ham by allowing or having his son jesus christ carry negro blood in his veins the black man while bearing the cross for christ and following after him represents the whole christian church bearing the cross and following after christ but he had the christian's badge and glory upon him for the cross of christ is the christian's badge and glory everywhere and it represents the church itself and a black man was the first to wear that badge in the world that jesus came to save and to the writer's mind this was great honour indeed but we started out to prove that jesus christ had the blood of ham in his veins which we will do shem was the progenitor of the patriarchs prophets of the jews and of christ in all these accounts the renown of the house of shem has been great in all the earth and into this renowned family ham the black man married and he too thereby became the ancestor of david and of christ this brings us to the thought that the black and white people have always intermixed their intermixing dates as far back as abraham for abraham's son ishmael was born of hagar of egypt a black woman genesis sixteenth chapter joseph a son of jacob and rachel the great and wise governor under pharaoh who saved so many thousands from starvation and death married a black woman moses the great hebrew legislator and lawgiver married a black woman samson a deliverer and judge of israel for twenty years married a philistine woman and the philistines were black people they being the descendants of ham salmon a chief man of the tribe of judah married a canaanite a descendant of canaan a black man judah himself the tribe of whom christ was to come married a canaanite a black woman i speak of these not because i favour the mixing of the races so much but to show that it is not an unheard-of thing and to show that jesus christ had plenty of hamitic blood in him i speak of it secondly because there are such great efforts being made at the present time to keep the two races apart in churches schools restaurants hotels steam-cars trolley-cars and everywhere excepting in heaven and hell and many white men are opposed to their being together in heaven and if it were in their power they would try to induce the lord to put all of the dark-skinned people in some back street and build a high fence between them and the white people i mention the characters above to show that the white and black races have been intermixing as far back as nineteen hundred and ten years before christ and the hamitic women in marrying such men as joseph moses samson judah salmon 
david and solomon have married the greatest men that the earth has yet produced and even away back in the dark ages we can see the fondness of white men toward black women and that fondness has never died out the intermixing of the two colors is almost as old as the races themselves they always have mixed and always will if there is no law against their marrying they will mix lawfully in some cases if there is legislative law against their marrying they will mix unlawfully as in the southern states of america they have been intermixing for thousands of years and are still intermixing in every country where the two races exist and will till the end of time love is a passion of the human heart that is inflamed by whoever delights it and this passion of the human heart can never be controlled by any law that man can make no lock and key will ever hold or keep it from the object that delights it no chains nor iron bars will ever keep love from its object even death itself cannot destroy love the children of israel broke divine law and married black people in old canaan samson was one of those who broke divine law and married a philistine woman and the philistines were black people they being the descendants of ham but i must get back to the subject was ham a black man and was his blood in the veins of jesus christ if so how can we prove it well we first say that according to history cyclopedias and bible dictionaries that ham a son of noah was born black and if ham was born black his sons must also have been black ham was the father of four sons cush mizraim put and canaan first chronicles first chapter cush put and mizraim settled in different parts of africa canaan settled in the southern part of asia they were the primitive settlers in said countries after the flood ham was the ancestor of the canaanites southern arabians ethiopians and egyptians genesis tenth chapter from the sixth to the twentieth verses canaan being a black man and his tribe being the first to settle in the southern part of asia which was afterwards called the land of canaan therefore all the people who inhabited old canaan prior to the entering of the israelites under joshua were black people for there were no other people in old canaan excepting the canaanites the descendants of canaan a black man well says one what has that to do with jesus christ having negro blood in his veins very much as we shall show further on now the scriptures teach us that jesus christ was to come and did come of the tribe of judah the fourth son of jacob and leah born in mesopotamia b c seventeen fifty five the scriptures plainly teach that christ was of this tribe old jacob himself when he was blessing his sons just before his death said that the sceptre should not depart from judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be genesis forty ninth chapter and tenth verse this judah had two sons by a canaanitish woman whose name was tamar she was a descendant of canaan a black man the names of these two sons were pharez and zerah the name of pharez a half-white and a half-black or mulatto man appears in the generation of jesus christ matthew first chapter and third verse so the reader can see plainly that judah of whom christ was to come starts off by presenting to the world a child by a canaanitish woman who was a negress this royal family begins with a child by a white man and a black woman matthew first chapter and third verse having shown the reader that judah married a canaanitish woman a negress and that the two children spoken of in the chapter referred to above were also children of a negress and after stating that judah had no other children excepting those that were by canaanitish women first chronicles second chapter third and fourth verses we can say without fear of contradiction that the statement we make declaring that jesus christ had negro blood in his veins is true because the canaanites were black people they being descendants of canaan we now proceed to show that another black woman married into this royal family of whom christ came rahab who married salmon 
a chief man of the tribe of judah was a black woman they had a child whose name was boaz he married ruth this rahab was a canaanite a descendant of canaan who was a son of ham she it was who hid the spies that were sent into the land of canaan by joshua her life with the lives of her kindred were saved when the city of jericho was taken and destroyed joshua second chapter twenty first verse rahab became a converted woman and married salmon a chief man of the tribe of judah as we have stated and thereby became the ancestress of david and of christ we now present the third woman of the hamitic race who married into the royal family of whom christ came bathsheba whom david took for a wife had formerly been the wife of uriah a black soldier she was the mother of solomon we are taught that the name bathsheba means a daughter or woman of sheba and that means that she was a descendant of cush a son of ham the fourth black woman that married into this royal family of whom christ came was solomon's lawful wife she was an egyptian woman a daughter of pharaoh king of egypt first kings third chapter first verse therefore in the generation of jesus christ we have the blood of four negro women now from the facts that have been stated above we have clear proof that jesus christ came nearer being a black man than a white man or at least a very dark man by reason of all the above-named hamitic women marrying into the family of which he came and we challenge successful contradiction of this statement now the thought that presents itself to us is what will the negro hating white christians do when he comes to take charge of his church and they find that he is a black savior will the white man worship a black savior yet that is what they do every day in the week and must forever do or have no savior at all for we have proven in this chapter that the incarnate savior was nearer a black than a white man and if he was living in the united states of america to-day he would be called a negro again we say what will the negro hating white man do when he comes to judge the world and he the white man must receive his reward from him whether it be good or evil and lo he finds him deeply mixed with that race against whom he has done everything that is mean and wicked that could be thought of under heaven and is now his judge and rewarder kings not only is this true there was hamitic blood in all the kings that came of the tribe of judah and history says that there were nineteen successive kings in the line of david i have already shown you that david had hamitic blood in him by reason of the actions of judah and salmon both of whom married canaanitish women who were black people now if david had negro blood in him so did his son solomon and so did all the rest that followed the line of david you can see then that the descendants of ham have contributed no small quantity of blood to the veins of all the kings of the tribe of judah even to the veins of jesus christ the greatest of all kings therefore the negro has been a factor in the powers that have ruled the earth consequently he has ruled with the white man upon the throne having their blood mixed so when you saw david ruling upon the throne you saw a percentage of ham ruling there also and a pretty large percentage at that because four hamitic women coming into this royal family gives ham a pretty large percentage of the blood that ran through the veins of the rulers upon the throne i speak not now of the negroes own kings whose blood was not mixed who ruled over their own people for it is known that they had many kings who ruled over people of great wealth and culture in those days in fact egypt led the world in art and science in ancient times but we particularly call the attention of the reader to the fact that david and all the kings that came of the tribe of judah had hamitic blood in them and in the veins of jesus christ the greatest of all kings the blood of ham was in abundance therefore the black man who helped christ to bear the cross was helping his own kinsmen of course the scriptures have but little or nothing to say about the colour of a man or woman for in those days a man was spoken of as a man of a certain country or as a child of a certain man and there was nothing said about his colour at all you would only know his colour by knowing who lived in that country 
or by knowing a man's ancestors this color phobia is more of modern times and we have more of it in america perhaps than in any other civilized or uncivilized country in the world and still we have at least seven millions of people in this country who are neither white nor black and yet they are called negroes who is responsible for this burning shame our white brothers who took charge of the black man against his will and started to teach him civilization and religion when they were heathens and while teaching the black man religion they robbed him of his color and this is the result look look there were two black men who were teachers and preachers with the apostles but their color is not mentioned yet it is known because of the country from which they came and theologians and commentators declare that they were black men they preached to white people too but there was no tumult over it because in those times a man was regarded as a man and had his standing according to principle and character and was not rated according to or by his color the names of these two black men who preached and taught with the apostles were niger who was sometimes called simeon and lucius acts thirteenth chapter and first verse the latter the writer was named after i think that we have proved that ham has been honored with all there was to be honored with he having occupied the highest seat in the royal family having become the ancestor of christ because four hermetic women married into the royal family of which he came and by proving that black men were set apart and ordained by the apostles to teach and preach with them lucius was probably a kinsman of paul romans sixteenth chapter and twenty-first verse these men went forth to spread the gospel of jesus christ they did not stop to look for a colored gathering to preach to for there was none but instead of looking around for a colored race to preach to they recognized the fact that there was only one race that jesus came to save and that was the human race and to that race niger who was called simeon and lucius preached i think secondly that we have proven that jesus christ had negro blood in him because as we have said judah the tribe of whom christ was to come and did come had no other children excepting those he had by canaanitish women first chronicles second chapter third and fourth verses it is accepted by every one wherever the christian religion is accepted that christ came of that tribe and we restate that the canaanites were black people prophets not only did david and christ come of the tribe of judah but many of the prophets came of that tribe amos was of that tribe and some of the leading prophets were of this tribe in fact nearly all of the prophets were with and under the kings of judah and therefore they must have been of that tribe and let the reader bear in mind that every man or woman that sprang from the tribe of judah had hamitic blood in his veins whether he was a king a judge or a prophet because as stated above judah had no children excepting those he had by canaanitish women who were descendants of canaan a black man judiciary the establishment of the system of our courts was born in the brain of a black man that is the plan for establishing the inferior superior and supreme courts was given to moses by his father-in-law jethro a black man exodus eighteenth chapter twenty first to twenty sixth verses this is the first division of the courts that was ever planned and adopted in the civilized world as we have said the system of the judiciary referred to is the product of a negro's brain that system or similar one is in vogue at the present time all over the civilized world End of chapter one